Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Cilio. We are five days away from the Dallas Cowboys showing up to training camp to get ready for the upcoming pro football's greatest season, I think, this 2021 year and the Hall of Fame game in a couple of weeks here on the National Football Show. We will have you wall-to-wall coverage as we get ready for that game, the induction ceremonies, like I said, the upcoming season, the college football season, your one-stop place. For all your football, will be right here on the National Football Show. I'm just getting so excited. I cannot believe we are so close. I mean, we're here next week. Cowboys rookies show up, man. I mean, we're right in the window now where you can start looking at your teams, which teams you think will be the lead dogs going into the first quarter poll. You got to remember something here now when we're talking about preparing for an upcoming year. The same team that you see in September may not be the same team that you see in November. War of attrition. We always tell you that. You see, the teams with the deepest rosters are always the teams that are always in contention at the end of the year. These are the teams that can sustain devastating injuries. When you have that dynamic, your football team is going to be ready to win. Your football team is going to be ready to sustain any bumps and bruises that your roster goes through throughout the year. All right, let's get into some of the dynamics that we've put down here. By the way, our two, our Pro Football Hall of Fame voter, Rick Goslin, will join us, and we'll talk about those Cowboys as they get ready for the Hall of Fame game. And by the way, they also will be in Tampa to take on the defending world champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That'll be a Thursday night kickoff and NBC's got it and we will have it right here also for you right here on the National Football Show. All right, you know you know what I I got a I got a plea. And this kind of goes out to Aaron Rodgers. It's been the summer of Rodgers, has it not been? All summer long we've talked about this stuff. All summer long we've gone and we have just gone back and forth how he has a cow with the Packers, and the Packers are not going to relent. They're going to be the Green Bay Packers. This is who the Packers are. We know the story, right? Almost to nauseam. This is becoming one of those stories that every time I bring it up, I can hear people in the background doing this. Jesus Christ, Aaron Rodgers again? Right. You know, I started thinking something about Aaron Rodgers. Do you remember when he used to get introduced for the Monday night games or the Thursday night or Sunday night games? Remember he had a bitch with his college, University of California, okay? He'd only do his junior college. He wouldn't do his college. He's so petty. He's absolutely so petty. And I would say this to you. Man, if, if you're Rogers, why don't you just take the high road? What, what, why are you always so petty? And you, you know me. Listen, 
I'm on the side of the player all the time. I will always side on the player. But, dude, when it's so petty, look at how that situation has been handled in Seattle with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. It's over with. Those guys have buried the hatchet, and they're talking about going on and winning a Super Bowl. You're still bitching and crying as you go into training camp in about 11 days, and you're still crying about the things that have gone on in the offseason? You're not focused on the upcoming season. You're still holding this imaginary grudge you have against the Packers because they didn't inform you of their direction on what they're going to do with the roster. Look, I get it. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, though, for the betterment of your football team, it's your football team, dude. This is the stuff that gets in the way of Aaron Rodgers' legacy right here, his pettiness. Look, some would say, isn't Brady petty? Yeah, Brady's petty football-wise. Everything is related to the roster, to the team, to the players. It's not about him and his, his relationship with the front office. He proved this to you. Once he realized that New England wasn't going to put the commodities around him, that he needed to win, what was going to happen here? Brady was going to pull the ripcord and say, I'm out. And that's exactly what happened when he was in New England. He got to a point where it just went like this. Okay, man, the cabinet doesn't have enough food in it. Every time I go to get some snacks and stuff, guess what? There's nothing in the cabinet any longer. Okay, we're eating crumbs now. You know, we're not even eating main course any longer. When you bring guys like Nikhil Harry in from ASU, who can't get out of his own way and get off the line of scrimmage and bitches and moans about wanting to play the Patriot way. Now his agent's talking about him wanting to be moved. What does that tell you? The kind of people that they've been bringing in. They've not been able to replace the roster. They've not put quality people on that football team, and that does fall at the feet of Bill Belichick. And Brady went like this. I'm out, man. Hey, and, and I will throw this at you. Don't you agree what Bruce Arians is doing in Tampa is brilliant, actually. You know, I think actually that Bruce Arians is throwing shots at Aaron Rodgers. He knows that that's going to be the main competition this year when it comes to potentially repeating as NFC champions. And you know how he's doing it? It's pretty subtle. Brady, man, we turned the team over in the OTAs to him. He was doing most of the coaching. We let him know that we were going to take Kyle Trask in the second round. Shot at Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. We brought all our guys back, man. It was a priority because Tom wanted it. Oh, Tom wanted Rob Gronkowski. Tom wanted Antonio Brown. And what happened? Tom got his Christmas wish. They were able to bring those guys in for Tom. You know, it's funny now. All of a sudden, all the mainstream or lamestream media people now in sports are saying that this is a new wave thing that Tom created. I've been saying it all offseason. Tom Brady has made it fashionable now the same way that LeBron James made it fashionable to move from team to team with no one bitching about it and having to stay in one place your entire career and whether or not that organization retools the team or not, you're basically stuck there. Well, Brady now has made it so. Now, not necessarily the case. 
We're not going to be stuck in one place. If you don't get your you-know-what together, we're out. Parachute pulled. And I think Arians has done a brilliant job of it, man. There's subtle shots at Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. We inform our guy, you don't. We reinvest in our guys. You don't. We brought all of our players back. Hell, man, if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers at the very end, Aaron Jones may not have gone back to Green Bay. You know, the 23rd hour, Green Bay gave him a contract. They were like, oh, we better bring him back. Well, it's like they almost had to. And you're like, you were going to let that guy go out on the open market? He, he's one of the only things you have in that offensive roster that's not related to the fact that if you don't have Aaron Rodgers on that team, you don't really have a good offensive attack. I know the receiver's spectacular. But the running back is the essential part of what makes that engine run when it comes to moving the chains on your team. Don't kid yourself. One of the reasons that the Buccaneers won that Super Bowl was two things. Okay? One thing for sure. It made it very, very, very interesting to know this that they were going to go and they were going to run the ball and they were going to make this happen. You know how they were going to make it happen? Run the ball, play lights out defense. That's what was going to happen, and that's what happened in Tampa Bay. Make no mistake about it. It's clearly what happened. So I would just bring this back to Aaron Rodgers and say this to you. Dude, what... Why don't we do this? Why don't we just put everything aside? Okay? Just put it aside here. Let, 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 let's put the pettiness aside. And let's just go around and just do this. Let's, let, let's prepare our minds and get ready for the upcoming 2021 20, season. Can we not please do that? Because, really, I mean, it's getting to a point now where there's got to be people in that Packer organization that are doing this, dude, really? Come on, man. Enough is enough here. Enough is enough. We got to get ready for the upcoming season. Okay. So let's move on here. My CTE kicking in the other day. I called Lane Johnson Lance. So, <laughs> you know, hey, with some of the issues that, you know, have been going on, all I could tell you is this. Lane Johnson of the Eagles. So he rips into Michael Robinson, and, you know, he, he, he basically says exactly and echoes exactly what we said the other day. Here's a dude on the NFL Network saying that Nick Sirianni doesn't really have well, uh, the pulse of the team, and I'm paraphrasing here, and he really doesn't have really what's in the best interest of the Eagles. There's guys pitching and whispering in the corners. And I would say this to you. Even if you – had people doing that. It's OTAs, guys. It's OTAs. How can you get a true assessment of a new coach before you even get into a game situation, before you can start criticizing? That's what I say to you about the new way we cover and the new way that we do things when it comes to the media. Okay, you could throw anything you want out and it doesn't even have to remotely be the truth.
But do you know what you have here? You, you have people now that are in the media that could, like, look at Adam Schefter with this Aaron Rodgers thing yesterday. You know, and, and I was bringing this up. So Adam Schefter yesterday was, was trying to make a story on something that was obvious and something that had been reported all summer long. And you know what he was saying? Aaron Rodgers is not going to play for the Green Bay Packers. That's funny. A.J. Hawk was with him all week, and A.J. Hawk, who's his boy, says that he's going to show up to training camp, from what I understand. He said it. Here's a guy, again, that's next to him, talking to him, and here's a guy in Schefter who's trying to get clickbait. Okay? All clickbait. That's all it is. That's what we do today. Clickbait. So I look at it, and I went, okay. It's not really a story then because Adam Schefter is doing the same crap that he did on draft night. And Lane Johnson is setting this record straight with the Eagles. Lane Johnson went like this. Hey, guys, Sirianni's doing a great job. Everybody's motivated. Everybody really enjoys what's going on here. It's a breath of fresh air. And Lane Johnson is basically telling people, dude, this guy, we we this is gonna be interesting to see how the now look, do the players in that Eagle locker room, are they gonna have question marks on whether or not this guy's gonna be a good game day coach? Hoss, we have that with every coach every year. People bitch about using timeouts, personnel groupings, building a roster. You know, I mean, handling timeouts going into the half and coming out of the half. Going into the end of the game, final two minutes. How do you handle your football team? All of that is going to be determined once we get into game situation. I don't know about you. I haven't seen him in a game situation. And know this. If you think that Nick Sirianni, the new Eagles head football coach, is not going to make mistakes this year, did you not see what Matt LaFleur did a year ago? Kicking field goals. His defensive football team gave up that play going into the half, and you gave Brady seven points going into the half at home. At home. So he's going to make mistakes. The question will be, when you watch him coach on the sidelines, are the players playing for him? Are they playing hard? You know, I, I saw that with Brian Flores two years ago. When Brian Flores was coaching the Miami Dolphins, I was like this, and I, I keep bringing on guys from the Miami Dolphins. We had Kim Camper on the other day. We had Armando Salguero. Okay? I mean, honestly, I, I, I look at it this way. Come on, man. You, you, without a doubt, have to go like this. Let's see when we get into a game situation. That's all I'm saying. Okay? Let's just see how he gets into a game scenario. So, Lane Johnson is right to defend his coach now because, and, and, and in theory, the coach doesn't have to have anybody really behind it. But I also will tell you this. Do you know what I do dig here? I dig the fact here that we're looking like this now. Hey, man, you got players on that Eagle team defending the coach. You got people on that football team now that are defending him. 
that's a great sign because you know what? Something like this can galvanize. They can absolutely galvanize an entire unit. And that is a spectacular thing. So in the best interest, get this. You know what I say to you? Hey, man, Michael Robinson may have done the Eagles a favor. You brought the team together. Everybody on that Eagles team now wants to defend Nick Sirianni. Hey, you know, you know what's funny? I'll, I'll give you this too as well. You know, when you get into broadcasting or you get into anything and it's brand new and you're doing something different, people criticize it right away before you even give it a chance. They always criticize something new, new radio show, new TV show, a new coach doesn't really matter. I mean it. It just doesn't matter. And when you have scenarios like that, I mean, there's nothing you can do except plug, plugging forward. And how I learned that lesson, just being around Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson in his first football season, who's going into the Hall of Fame this summer. or He's already in the Hall of Fame, but he's going to give his induction speech in a couple weeks here. Jimmy was 1-15. in 1-15. in 15. And, hey, you don't think people were howling. And the fact that he replaced Tom Landry. Okay, the fact he replaced Tom Landry. So, I actually think Lane Johnson and the Eagle guys, I think these guys, without a doubt, I think they're going to be pulling for Nick Sirianni. And Michael Johnson probably has done a service here for this football team. Okay? Make no mistake about it, man. That's a good sign. I don't take this as a negative. I take this as a great sign. All right. Cam Newton says that this is going to be a put-up-or-shut-up year. I want to hit on that. We'll do it next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. 
IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Welcome back to the National Football Show with your boy Dan Tilio. Working on the technical difficulties here, so you get to hear Big Sills today. Man, five days out to the start of training camp. So stoked. So stoked. Now we're getting, starting to get some of these stories, too, that really tell you a lot about certain athletes and where they are mentally and where they are spiritually as they get ready for training camp. And I'll, I'll explain what I'm saying here in a minute. By the way, I'm going to give you my three teams from the AFC and NFC that I think go into training camp with the best rosters, okay? Maybe not the best teams, but the best rosters. So we'll do that here in a couple minutes here. But I want to to throw some troubling stories at you here. So it looks like Dwayne Haskins has a domestic case in his home. I, I don't know if it's domestic violence. I don't know if it's a domestic dispute, but get this, his wife's being charged. I always want to be very careful because I'm never going to play marriage counselor here on the national football show or any show I do. I'm not a drug rehab guy. I'm not a marriage counselor. Seriously, I'm not. However, do we not all agree? Many things that go on in your home Oftentimes, you will reflect out once you get into your business life or you get into the public view. If things are not good at home, it's very hard to hide some of those emotions once you get out onto the public stage, and especially when you're a public athlete. Dwayne Haskins, obviously, when he was in Washington and he was the face of that franchise, they drafted him in the first round. Um, out of Ohio State, when you're that guy and you have been given that distinction, there's no doubt the expectations are immense on you. And when you're a quarterback on top of that, make no mistake about it, you're going to be a guy that people are going to have the bullseye on and they're also going to have the microscope on. 
And if you've got troubling issues at home with your wife, your kids, somebody's sick, that's going to reflect in how you're being received. You know, the big question, we had Doug Williams on the program a couple days ago, and Doug said the biggest issue that he has is maturity. Okay? Maturity. And I would also add into this common sense. Maturity and common sense. Sometimes when you're young, those things are not prime priorities to you and how you live your life. And Dwayne Haskins has got to correct the things in his home before he can correct his game. Like I said, I'm not going to play marriage counselor here. I'm, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to do that. But you have to, you have to have stability in your home. One of the things that you could just, just, just take the playbook of Tom Brady, beautiful wife, Giselle. Giselle's 100% committed. And know this, Giselle's the most famous model in the history of the world. She is a mother, and she's Tom Brady's wife. First and foremost, anytime you read a post, unless something's completely different behind the scenes, it really looks like they have a fabulous relationship. Their kids seem very happy, and that's the perception that's being reflected from that family. Hey, by the way, she's gone public before and said that there was a time when she thought of leaving the guy because the guy didn't have his priorities correct. His family comes first. It's important to have that bedrock in your home before you can go out in public and face people that are going to be critically view all the time. Tom Brady gets criticism. The winningest quarterback in the history of the National Football League, he gets criticism. So don't think it's just like, well, it's Dwayne and, you know, you saw how he – it's Brady too. Aaron Rodgers is getting criticized. It's the most public position in the country today, the quarterback of a National Football League team. So when I heard this story that there was a domestic issue inside Dwayne Haskins' home, my first thought was, dog, man, this could be a lot of the issues that are probably holding you back on being a success on the field. Maybe now when you're in Pittsburgh here, Mike Tomlin can help. The Steelers are no known for doing that stuff. They're known for backing their players, giving their players every opportunity to be a success. You know, Doug Williams, like I said, was on the other day with us, and Doug said it. Maybe he goes to this situation here, and the Steelers throw their arms around the kid, and I think they're going to embrace the kid, help the kid, maybe mature the kid. I thought he was an apple that was pulled off the tree way too soon when he came out of Ohio State. So kudos to, you know, people identifying that there was an issue. Now we know what that issue was. This guy doesn't have a very good home situation, or at least what's being reported. All right. I was watching Undisputed the other day with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp, Hall of Fame tight end. You know the story, Ravens and Broncos and he was critical of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, who is the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, spectacular talent. He's probably in line for the richest contract at the quarterback position of any guy that's in the league right now. 
I mean, if Dak's making 42, you're probably going to see a $45 million contract. Length of the contract will probably be the thing that will hold up uh, what the debate's going to be. Do you give him four years or five years? I think that's probably what's going to be the sticking point because you look at the style of play, you know, you're not going to get a 10-year contract like you see in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. So th- that that's kind of where he is. But no, make no mistake about it. The annual deal will be more than what Dak makes. And for the record, he, he, he's, he's a better quarterback. And I threw this out. I, I wrote this number down here. Do you know that Lamar Jackson is 30 and 7? Since he's been a starter on that football team, this guy's 30 and 7. In 37 ball games, he's won 30 games. That's remarkable, man. You're damn right he's going to get a $45 million per year deal. Okay. So there was a video that he posted. You know what he was doing? He was in the hood, and he was running routes as a wide receiver, and he was playing against some of the inner city kids. Shannon Sharp, and I understand where Shannon's coming from too. Shannon came out and he goes, man, you got a $45 million per year deal waiting for you. And you're out on asphalt playing around like that. And you're putting everything you have in your life in jeopardy. And I'm paraphrasing here, but Lamar, I saw it and I liked it. And I loved the kid, man. Lamar fired back and said, it's better than watching these kids shoot each other. It's better than watching these kids with guns in their hands. I thought for a moment, and I said, what a hero. That is so great that somebody sees kids today and wants to make a difference in their lives and shows you if there's something that I can do, maybe you can do it. Guys giving back. Look at what we're doing here. And I get what Shannon's saying. Man, you're putting generational wealth in jeopardy here when you're doing this. Generational wealth you're putting in jeopardy. I understand that. But at the end of the day here, okay, he's looking out for the bigger picture here. Maybe there's one inner city kid like himself when he was a young kid that he can connect to, and he turns that kid's life around because you look around and you look at him and you go, man, this guy came from the same place I came from. If he could do it, I could do it. I'll tell you flat out, that's what I saw. There was a guy that played in my city. His name was Gary Cobb. And Gary Cobb played for, like, the Eagles, the Cowboys, played a boatload of years, and he went to Southern Cal. And I, I, I swear to you, man, and Gary and I were teammates in Dallas. The Cobb family is so synonymous with Stanford sports, the city I'm from, in Connecticut. And I'll never forget, man, I, I, I remember I, I saw Gary at Thousand Oaks when we all went out to training camp, and there was Gary Cobb sitting next to me. And I told Gary Cobb, I said, man, you inspired me. Gary Cobb looked over at me, goes, I know you're a Stanford boy. And I said this to him, I go, man, I figured if you could do it, I could do it. He went on to play at USC, was an All-American. I went to the University of Miami, was an All-American. He inspired me, man. I said, if he can do it, I can do it. I go, Gary Cobb went to a big-time college out of Stanford. Wow. And Gary and I are boys to this day, man. 
And I told him, I said, man, you inspired me. You know, I should get him on the show. Gary played a long time in the NFL. He's a heck of a football player too. Covers the Eagles. Just a really great dude, man. And one of, you know, John McKay's favorite football players. But I see what Lamar's doing. Now, I get also a little bit here what Shannon's saying. Shannon's right, man. Dude, you're going to put everything on the table to help some kid? Man, isn't that great, though? Shouldn't you be rewarding him? You know, Sharp got a little bit sideways this morning on his show, and he said, hey, man, you're right, man. I shouldn't give you the advice. You just go be you, Lamar. You be you. And he was doing it sarcastically. And I was thinking to myself, man, come on. You know, I, I, I get both sides of the coin here. But, man, I think that's spectacular that he went out into the inner city and there he was running, like, wide receiver routes. And he was playing against another inner city kid. And he was just trying to make an impact in a kid's life. I thought it was really a spectacular moment. And I don't know how you don't root for that. And I'll say this to you. If I'm the Ravens, I reward that. That's character. That's character. This guy's, this guy's won 30 of 37 football games for you. He's constantly improving his game. Man, I, I don't know how you look at anything other than the fact that you got yourself a great player. And everything that Ozzie Newsom, the former general manager of the Ravens, said about the kid, it's coming true. You talk about evaluating talent and character, Ozzie did it. Not only is Ozzie Newsom a Hall of Fame football player, which he is. But Ozzie Newsom was a Hall of Fame general manager as well. And if you're talking about putting general managers in the Hall of Fame, Ozzie should also have that distinction. Think about the people that dude has drafted. Lamar Jackson, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Suggs, uh, Bryant McKinney, Jonathan Ogden, Joe Flacco, Jamal Lewis. Look at the guys he's traded for. Rod Woodson. I mean, they're endless on all the great football players that he's brought into that franchise. What a great general manager. You know, if you're putting guys like Bill Polian into the Pro Football Hall of Fame because they're a GM, you got to say Ozzie Newsom deserves that distinction as well. Not just being a great coach when it comes to, you know, him or being a great football player, but he's also a great general manager. All right. There's another story that's out there with players. And I, and I saw this, and you know, the first reaction that I had, like everyone else's, was that, okay, here's a football player that just doesn't have any common sense. Then I started thinking, and I started listening, I started reading, and then I started sitting back and evaluating. I know many of you have been watching this Richard Sherman story. Last year he played with the 49ers, I believe. He has a Hall of Fame resume. Guy's one of the best players to ever play at that position, and you would look at him and say that he's a Hall of Fame-type talent. There was a disturbance at, I guess, his ex-wife's house or his ex-in-law's house, and it was domestic burglary with suicide. When I started listening to the tape of the police call into the dispatcher, I started feeling sorry for Richard Sherman because he's troubled. 
there's something going on in his life right now. What would make a guy with that type of fame, that type of wealth, want to commit suicide? His wife was saying on the phone, he's talking about killing himself. I was listening to this call, and I was really feeling sorry for the guy. Because is it CTE? You know, something that, you know, the NFL wants to make sure that they're always, you know, 5,000 feet away from because they don't want to be involved in any of that kind of conversation. They're always a little bit leery of that. But think about it for a second. Here's a guy with everything. And, and, and you don't people always ask this? How can a guy that has everything put everything on the line like that and just throw it away? Well, there's circumstances surrounding some of these things, right? And so I'm listening to that, and I'm, I'm going like, okay, let's hear some more. And I started listening to more of the call. Really, I got emotional with it. I was like, wow, man, here's a football player that's in trouble. And do you think the league will reach out to him? No, because the league's afraid of this kind of stuff. The league runs from CTE. The league runs from mental health, just like our country runs from it. Do you know how our country runs from it? Every time there's a mass shooting somewhere, what do we do? We blame the gun instead of blaming that there could be mental health issues. You're never going to solve the gun issue in this country until you resolve the issues of mental health. You can't give guns to people who have psychological issues. You can't. Everybody should have the right to, but not everybody should own a gun, especially if you have mental health issues. Yes, and that's a PSA, because that's a common sense PSA. Not giving a gun to somebody that struggles with psychological issues. That's not going to happen. So the bottom line here is, I flat out tell you, I was listening to that, and I, without a doubt, felt sorry for him. I did. Richard Sherman needs help. You think the league will do it? No way. League will stay 50 billion miles away from this story because it's got a lot to do with mental health. You know, the league wants to be a marriage counselor. They want to be a drug counselor. But when it comes to mental health issues, league doesn't want anything to do with that because it goes down the line of CTE. It's the biggest fearful thing that the league goes through because they don't want to take accountability for what they told the players and they've been telling the public. Now, look, do I think the NFL's gotten better when it comes to player concussions? Absolutely. No question about it. But what about the guys that were prior to these last five or six years that helped build a league? What about all those guys that you left in wait? Even guys with gold jackets. Joe Delamalor, who will get on, lives on a fixed income, played his ass off, can't even support himself, and can't even pay his medical bills. His wife has to go out and have two jobs just so that they can care for Joe. He blocked for OJ, played for the Browns and Bills forever. He's got all kinds of issues, and he's a dear friend. All the guys that we saw with, like, Andre Waters, 
or Dave Durson or Mike Webster or Junior Seau. The league doesn't want to bring those guys. See, the league, I, I said this last year to people. The National Football League got, a, without a doubt, a phenomenal gift in COVID-19. I know some of you are probably going, what are you talking about? Because it took the focus off of CTE for the league. So you're trying to tell me the NFL now gives a rat's ass about somebody being vaccinated, but they don't care about players in the past that could have brain issues. You care more about somebody with the sniffles now than you do that somebody that's got brain issues. You know, Junior Seau took the gun. He didn't want to shoot himself in the head because you know why? He left a note so that people could do an autopsy on his brain. He shot himself in the chest. That was in the suicide note. Same thing with Mike Webster. Donated his brain. And Ben Obama, who I've had on the program, if you watch that show about on each HBO, there was a television show on it about CTE. I've had him on my program. He's like, there's no way, I don't care how you look at it, the NFL helmet cannot protect these players, even the players of today. It's impossible. The brain is not meant to be shaken up like that. And you're sitting, he goes, I don't care what kind of helmet they come up with. You see these new fancy helmets with all the holes in it now? Okay. That's where I go back. Again, this circles back to Richard Sherman. You don't, you, you don't think, how about this one? How do you know Aaron Hernandez didn't suffer from that? He had everything too. This guy was a pro bowler, all pro, everything. And turned into being a murderer. Uh, am I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm just reporting the facts. So that story was very troubling. And if you listen to the 911 call, I hope you sit back instead of like having knee-jerk reactions because I saw him on Twitter. People saying, oh, here's just another football guy in a domestic violence. And you're like, man, there's more to it. You know, read the entire book. Don't read the first two chapters. You know, thumb through it. At least thumb through it before you make your assessment on the player and on the man. All right. Another story came out today. And he's right when he makes these statements. It's Cam Newton. Cam came out and basically said, hey, 2021 is put up a shut up year for me. He's basically pushing his entire career into one season. And if I'm Bill Belichick, I love it. He's rolling the dice. He's investing in himself. He's telling the Patriots and he's telling the league and he's telling everybody, if I don't see it this year, it's over. I'll never be the guy that I was six years ago. This guy was an MVP in this league. Wasn't like this guy was somebody where you went like this. He was just an average. Cam Newton took a team to the Super Bowl. And you probably couldn't name a wide receiver that was on that football team. And I love what he's saying here because he's dead right. This comes down to this here. Check it out. Dude, everybody's saying you're either going to have a great year or you're finished. We, we, we've had people on our program. Uh, Shaughnessy came on and he came on and basically said that, Hey, look, he thinks he's done and he's not an NFL quarterback any longer. 
And they're probably going to start Mac Jones, the guy that they picked from Alabama as a starter. Dan Shaughnessy doesn't think that he's a quarterback any longer, and he's not going to be the starter going into the first regular season game. Now, they've been very critical of quarterbacks, even Tom Brady up in New England. I'm pulling for Cam. I'm a big Cam Newton fan. I love what he's brought to the league. I love the fact that Cam had – remember something about Cam's character and his background. Remember what happened when he was at Florida? You remember who was at Florida with him at the same time? They had won a national championship. I love Cam's story, so follow me here on this. Cam Newton went to Florida first. And Tim Tebow's in the room. They had another guy in there by the name of Chris Leak. Chris Leak ended up winning the national championship. And Urban Meyer was going to, without a doubt, he was going to name Tim Tebow the starting quarterback of that football team come hell or high water. Cam Newton had no chance being the starter there. Tebow's from Nice High School. Um, he, he, he grew up in the area of Jacksonville. I mean, it's Gator country. He was never not going to be in that conversation for that job. Cam gets in trouble with a laptop. What does Urban Meyer do? Gave Urban Meyer the chance to throw him out of school. And everyone in that organization and in that program knew that they thought Cam was the better quarterback than Tebow. But Meyer didn't want to hear any of it. So he has to go to junior college. What does he do at junior college? Cam went to national championship at junior college. Gets recruited by Auburn. Goes to Auburn. Wants to play in the SEC. Wins a national championship. Wins the Heisman Trophy. I love this journey. Gets into the NFL. Takes the team to the Super Bowl. Is a, is a superstar MVP in that league. The league didn't know how, just like I said a couple days ago, the league didn't know how to officiate Shaq when Shaq first got in. Nobody knew how to really officiate Cam when he came into the league. Cam Newton, without a doubt, revolutionized the mobile quarterback, in my opinion, to what we see today, that the NFL officials are more cognizant of taking care of and protecting those guys. They don't want to see the Michael Vicks, and they don't want to see the Cam Newtons getting annihilated like they did in the past. You just And by the way, the perception was you protect Brady and Manning but you won't protect Vic and Cam Newton. That was the perception. It looked it, too, when you, when you watch those guys play. They've gotten way better at it, way better at it. Cam was like kind of like, you know, he, he was kind of like a practice dummy for the officials. So I love his journey. I think Cam Newton, without a doubt, I think you'll, we'll see this year. I think we're going to see a better version. I think he's going to grasp the offense a little bit more. I think we're going to absolutely see the New England Patriots be one of those sneaky teams. Could they be a 10-7 and 7 team? If Cam plays up to Cam Newton abilities and you get some more people on that defensive side of the football, I think the Patriots could win some ball games. All right, we're going to take a brief timeout. The teams with the best rosters going in to training camp, as I said, five days from now, the Cowboys report. Most teams report on July 27th, 28th, around in that area. We'll head on that next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. 
But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Welcome back to the National Football Show, your boy Dan Cilio. We apologize for the technical difficulties. We're working through them. Giant head coach, Joe Judge. Typical coach stuff. Typical coach talk. Came out yesterday and he goes, man, I really love the leadership that Daniel Jones is showing. You know, I mean, he really is taking this football team. And he's really, I mean... You should see the leadership. And I'm like, dude, it's helmets and shorts. Nobody gives a rat's ass when you're standing around and the bullets aren't real. You really think that he's galvanizing his team 
by telling his wide receivers to come over to my house, we'll throw the football around and then jump in the pool. That's leadership. Coach Judge, I get it's coach talk. You know what I mean by coach talk, right? Coach talks this, man, my guy's the best. I mean, I, I've never seen anybody like it in my life. I mean, holy cow, man. This guy looks like he's going to be the real deal. You know, you heard that in Chicago about Justin Fields. Oh, my God, this guy here, every football player on the Bears team, man, they're just gravitating to him. Yeah, we'll see if they gravitate to him when he has a five-pick day, okay? Or his back is dirtier than his front because he's been on it the entire day. Now, then, you, then you'll see what foot. You see, it's funny. Football is a game you can't fool the players. They fool you because the game tells you all kinds of BS. The coaches do. The media does. Organizations tell you that. And then you buy into the narrative. Okay? I mean, look, look at the Carson Wentz thing. Carson Wentz has been told that he was a bad teammate. Who told you that? Oh, unnamed sources in the Eagle locker room. Oh, yeah, well, get this. I didn't see anybody else on that football team stepping up and being a leader on that Eagles team. I didn't see it. Yeah, but what about are – you, are you giving Wentz a pass? No. But you can't win by yourself. You've got to have leadership. You think that Bucks team won the Super Bowl because solely it was Brady? Brady's influence absolutely cast a shadow over that entire organization. They hadn't gone to the playoffs in 12 years. They, did, they just needed Brady to put it in focus. Remember something. That defense was almost the same exact group the year before, and they were 7-9. and nine. They were a pretty good group. They had a bad quarterback in Jameis Winston. Brady came in and showed him the light. Gave him the direction. Not even Bruce Arians could give it to him. It was Brady. I get it, and that's the quarterback. The quarterback's got to be the, That's why Aaron Rodgers is not a very good leader. That, that's the difference between great people and people that understand true leadership. Look at Aaron Rodgers. He's the defending MVP in the league. And I would tell you flat out, he's a horrific leader. This guy's petty. He's more worried about how the Packers talk to him than he is to how he talks to his players in the locker room. You know what some would tell you? Well, you know, he is a really, you know, he's a fine ball player and he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm not telling you that at all. He's not. Okay? I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. But some guys can just motivate organizations. What were the Patriots before Brady showed up? I mean, really, you know, right? Steve Grogan days and Tony Eason, Jim Plunkett, dudes like that, right? Bledsoe, Brady goes in there, changed the entire dynamic. Now you look at them and go, it's, a, it's one of the gold standard franchises in the NFL now, right? Bob Kraft had a lot to do with that. I get that. Brady goes into Tampa. They hadn't been to a Super Bowl or play, excuse me, Super Bowl. They hadn't been to the playoffs in 12 years. Goes in there. And, that's leadership. It's not some dude in shorts who you're trying to motivate and you're trying to BS the team in the locker room. Like, who's Coach Judge with the Giants trying to fool? The media? 
or the dudes in the room? Because if you're try, trying to fool the players on the Giants, the players on the Giants know that stuff. You know, it's funny. It's like it's like the the back slaps you get when you're in college. Son, I really love you, man. You're some football player. You're really a great player. You really are. You know, you're 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 great. You're great. And then you know you find out that the coach is just trying to motivate you because you end up knowing that he's looking to replace you, put someone else in there. He's just trying to do everything he can. You know, it's slapping a kid on the backside, not telling him the truth. Okay? Happens all the time. I look at Daniel Jones and I go like this. That guy's just another dude. He hasn't shown me anything yet where I went like this. I don't know. Remember that quarterback they drafted out of Duke in a supplemental draft a couple years back? His name was Dave Brown. I don't know. What's the, what's the difference? I see the same guy, man. I see Dave Brown. He's somewhat accurate. He knows where to throw throw the ball because he was coached and mentored by David Cutcliffe, the head football coach, where, you know, everyone goes down to Duke and, you know, they have him look at their, their mechanics and stuff. And Cutcliffe is a hell of a coach. I get it. But at the end of the day, I turn around and go like this. I don't know. I look at Daniel Jones and I say this. Do you think the Giants really have their guy? That's the guy that you're going to go forward with? That's the guy you're going to win Super Bowls with? I don't think so. Because I haven't seen it yet. Leadership? How about just knowing where to throw the football? Now they got Barkley back. They're making all these excuses in New York. Dude, time to play some ball, man. You know, when you're a first-round draft choice, you don't have these five-year plans any longer. Because when you're on a five-year plan, in the NFL, you're setting up the team for the next GM and the next head football coach. How many times have we seen that? Coach will go in there, he'll, he'll clean house, he'll do everything, and then guess what happens? That guy gets blown out because he's lost a boatload of games and he's brought the talent in, but guess what happened? Well, they weren't able to win. Now they get a guy in there and all of a sudden they're winning. See it all the time. See it all the time. All right. I want to get into the teams going into, we're, like I said, we're five days out from training camp here with the Cowboys showing up as the first team to get ready for the upcoming 2021 season here. AFC I'll do first. Who do you think has the best rosters as we get ready? And by the way, when I say rosters, not team, I want you to understand there's a difference here. Who has the best rosters going into camp? When you're, oh, when you're in that room, you never will go wrong. And I'm talking to people who like to put money down on the game. When you look at the Rams, I'm going to show you something with the Rams here. The Rams are a team that are top-heavy. Don't bet the Rams. Stafford goes down, that team wins two games. Right? They, they got holes all over that team because they pay five guys big money. Would it shock you if the Rams ended up finishing last because they get beat up by the end of the year? It wouldn't shock me. The 49ers have the deepest roster on that, on that division. I got Chiefs, Ravens, and I got Colts. Some would say, what about the Browns? I think the Browns are right there with the Colts. Right there with the Colts. I think the quarterback, May, who do you want, Mayfield or Wentz? Right? I'll take Carson. 
because of the relationship that Carson has with Frank. I know Kevin Stefanski did a nice job with Baker Mayfield. That Browns roster's loaded. I do think the Colts, though, I think they're a better team. NFC, I don't think these guys are going to change their stripes in any way. Buccaneers, Packers, and Seahawks. I think there's outliers. Like I said, the 49ers, if they get great play from Jimmy Garoppolo, I think without a doubt, I think they could be a team that could sneak into that top three. But those are your three teams, man. So AFC, Chiefs, Ravens, Colts, NFC, Bucks, Packers, and Seahawks. All right. Listen, we're going to do a one-hour show today because of the technical difficulties with the stream here. We really appreciate everybody coming aboard with us. Don't forget any of our shows. Go over to the Jacob Media channel, and you can like them, share them. We really appreciate it. And don't forget, four to six, usually, each and every single Monday through Friday, right here on the Jacob Media channel. Till then, you keep it right here on the National Football Show. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.